with us today. The projectors are down and everything's going wrong and I'm excited about it because, uh, um, you know, I, that's what I know we're on the right path. I know we're preaching the right messages and God is, God is on the throne and he's just hitting, hitting, hitting our hearts. And, and if you've been going through something, I, I'm proud of you. Come on, give your neighbor a clap off. And if you're going through something, proud of you, amen, go through it. Don't stay in it. Don't stay stuck. Go through it, amen, uh, for you can get out on the other side, amen. Uh, uh, because I'm telling you, you cannot go through something and not expect to, to get dirty or, or, go, or get, get around fire and not expect to smell like smoke. You can't expect to hang around water and not get wet. So you can't expect to be around the kingdom of God and not go through something. Come on, somebody. You can't expect, amen, change in your life without going through something. Things are going to happen. Amen. We've been on this series, Love Heals, and, and uh, we're in the scripture, Psalms 147, verse 3 says this. He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. And how many know all of us have, have been wounded by something by someone, by some circumstance in their life. But he says, don't worry about it because I'll bind it up. And I'll, and I'll cause it to fully recover. You'll be fully recovered. You, you'll, be, you'll be in recovery and everything's going to work out. And we've been talking about how love heals us. Love heals us. We talked about how love heals issues. We also talked about last Thursday, we talked about last Sunday, excuse me, love heals others. How when you allow God to change you and heal you, that you're able to reach out to others and love on other people. Amen. I, I, I want to minister today that, that, that uh, on Love Heals as we continue with this series. Go to John chapter 4. Excuse me, John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Amen. John chapter 5. I want to minister on uh, Love Heals Your Condition. Love Heals Your Condition. Regardless of what condition you're in, regardless of what place you're at, regardless of what's going on, his love will heal it. His love will restore it. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so we're going to get into that right now. In John chapter 5, John chapter 5, verse 1, says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew, having five porches. Now, I want you to see it has, someone say five porches. Has five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people. What kind of people? Sick people. Come on, somebody. Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the move of the water. For an angel went down on a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever, mm -mm, whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Then Jesus said to him, excuse me, Jesus saw him laying there. And knew that he already had been in that condition for a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Father, thank you for your word and your scriptures. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us and give us a revelation, God. That we will grab a hold of this tonight, God. Lord, you know our conditions. You know where we're at, Father. Lord, you know the sicknesses that's going on in our lives and around us, God. 
I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us clearly, God, and cause us, oh God, to come to a new place in our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. I, I, I begin to look at his word and, and get to see how God loves people and God cares about people. Amen. Uh, before he went and he was going to go heal at the pool, he, he was healing a son, amen, a, a nobleman's son. And, and he went here and just came from Galilee. And from there, he, 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 there was things going on, amen, uh, that he found that there was a Savior in the world. And all these great things were taking place that Jesus was doing because he loves people. He loved to help. He loved to, he loved to share. He, he loved, he loved to, to do what God called him to do. And there's nothing like when a man fulfills his destiny and his purpose. He, he feels needed. He, he feels wanted. See, when you do what God called you to do, it's easy to flow in that. But when you're not doing what you should be doing, you live a miserable life. Has anybody ever been miserable here? Has anybody had not do what they're called to do and was stuck in misery? But how many know God has called you and has chosen you for something great? Come on, somebody. He called you and chose you for something great. Here is Jesus. Jesus, amen, was called for something great and something mighty. And he was fulfilling the call of God by doing what God called him to do. He's functioning and he's functioning in his ministry. He's functioning in love. Now, you need to understand here that here he goes to this place where lay... A great multitude of sick people. Not a multitude of millionaires and healthy people, businessmen, uh, 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 city councilmen, and, and uh, uh, great, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, a swimsuit. Hello, somebody. Uh, all these great men and muscle men. No, it was, some say sick people. Do you guys know any sick people? If you forget what a sick person looks like, look in the mirror. Some say sick people. Some sick people. He names a couple of sick people. He names, he's, he names, he goes, among these sick people here and his great multitude of people wait for the moving of the water. There was, there was a blind people. There was blind people. There was lame people. And there was paralyzed people. And he's going to go touch them and help them and speak to them or go see the condition do you see the condition of what's going on? Now, now, this is what got me here because here is blind people. And how many know blind people, amen? I've seen some blind people in my life. I know this preacher, amen, who was a great preacher, a great man of God. I know him for many years. And all of a sudden, one day, he got in a car accident. And the car accident, he got, he got, he, he fell asleep at the wheel because he was always preaching all over the place. And he fell asleep at the wheel. And when he, when he crashed, all the glass got in his eyes. And, and, and the eye that caused him to go blind. He caused him to go blind. And, and he was a real judgmental preacher. He was real, he was real egoistic. He was real stubborn. I don't even know what I'm talking about. And when he, he got blind and he couldn't see, listen carefully. After years went by, he lost his marriage. He lost everybody cut him loose. But all of a sudden, he said, I'm not going to stay in this state of my life. I want to be blind physically, but I'm not going to be blind spiritually. He got up and he got up and he went and he continued to preach the gospel. And he told me these words. He says, Edgy, he's, I can see now better that I'm blind. I can see better now that I'm blind because when I had sight, I was so blinded by so many things. 
Sometimes we might be blind, amen, not physically, but spiritually blind. We can't see that people want to help you. You can't see that people care about you. You can't see that your spouse loves you. You can't see that your children love you. You can't even see that God loves you. And because you can't see it, you're stuck on one of the porches. How many porches were there? Five. You're in the porch sitting there right there on blindness. Blind to God's love. Blind to his love. He's showing you that he loves you. He's showing you that he's concerned about you. He's showing you that he, he cares about the condition that you're in. But you're so blinded you can't see it. And you think they're out to hurt you. They're out to rob you. They're out to, to, to manipulate you. And God said, no, I want to help you. I want you to get restored. I want you to get your sight back. Maybe not physically, but spiritually. Get your sight back spiritually. And you can see that you are somebody, that you are special, and that God does love you, and he wants the best for you. Amen. Here's a group of people, because the Bible says there's a multitude. So there's a multitude of blind people there. A multitude. Another porch there. Was lame people. I don't know about you, but sometimes we can get be really lame. Oh my God. Oh Jesus have mercy. You just lame about everything. God wants the best for you, but you just you just you just lame. Got no common sense. You know, people try to pull you out of the water, you're like, What you trying to do? Drown me? We're so lame sometimes. You know, we, we just, how many know what I'm talking about? Amen. When I start thinking about lame is, is we're, we, get so, we get so insecure. And we're so insecure that we think everything and everybody's against us. Lame people are too much. Amen. God saying, I, I, I know that there's sick people here. See, that's the thing that I love. He knows where he went to. He knows where he's at. The thing about it, you don't know where you're at sometimes. Oh, I thought I will say that. I'm going to talk to myself, but that's okay. Sometimes we forget that we're in the house of God. We're in the place where sick people go. Well, you see that, brother? He's going through this. and Oh, my God. Welcome to the hospital, brother. The hospital is not for healthy people. It's for sick people. The church is for some sick people. Amen. God said, you're in the right place because I'm here with you. Amen. I'm here for you. Come on, somebody. Amen. And my love will heal you. My love will restore you. My love will mend you. My love will get you back on your feet. Amen. Church, sometimes I'm telling you, we get so caught up and so lost in our lameness. Amen. It's in a sense of lameness, almost being retarded. Hello, somebody. You don't hear me. You don't mean a tonto. You know, you know. Has it ever been tonto? I've, I've, I've acted dumb. I've done some dumb stuff. I've done some dumb things. And God says, I came for you. I came for you, my tonto. My little tonta. Come here, come here. I love you. Thank God he knew. 
what condition we're in. Even when you don't think you're in no condition. He knows what condition we're in when we think nothing's wrong with us. Amen. Let me go to another section, amen. He looks here and, and he looks and there's another section of people that are there. They are paralyzed, guys. These people are paralyzed. Some of us, we get paralyzed, we're stuck. We're paralyzed, we're stuck, we can't move nowhere. And God said, you know what? My love wants to get you out of that stuckness. Out of that place where you're at. I want to get you out of that place. And I don't want to get ahead of my son because this, this, I need you to see this really quick. I've seen on YouTube and, and all these different places, some of these paralyzed people could do better things than we can sometimes. Their feet and using it to do everything, to drive and cook and eat and spell, draw. All of a sudden, their fingers, oh my God. <laughs> Trying to make you laugh before I make you cry right now. And God's saying, I came for my paralyzed people. You may be paralyzed spiritually, and you're stuck, and you don't even know how bad you're sitting on that porch. Here's the porch, paralyzed. The porch of my tontos. Hello, somebody. My paralyzed people right there. It's funny how they're all sectioned off now. And God said, my love will heal that. My love sees beyond your sickness. My love sees beyond your problems, your issues, your conditions. My love heals. Come on. My love heals and it sees beyond that. It sees beyond that church. Now there's two, two porches left. My question to you this, tonight, if I can, is what is your sickness? What is your porch that you need God to show up, show up in your life? What is your excuse of why you can't get up and go in the water? What is your hang-up? Why you can't do ministry? Why you can't fulfill your call? Why I can't have a great marriage? Why, don't get quiet on me now. Amen. Someone say love heals. See, what is our porch that we need to get off of? What is our porch? Because there's two that he didn't name. There's two not named. Maybe maybe you're in a porch right there where it's, it's anger, frustration. You're so you're so you're so angry that that you hurt yourself. You're suicidal, depressed, demon possessed. Maybe there's that you're a porch right there. There's one of them that, that, but the thing about that, I love about this, and I love about those two porches right there, listen carefully as I read his next scripture that exposes everything. Really simple. Listen carefully. He says, paralyzed, waiting for the move of the water, for the angel of the Lord went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well or whatever disease he had. Some say whatever. Whatever disease they had. See, he knew there was more than just those diseases there. See, he knows now. Now let's jump really quick for the sake of time. Okay, really quick to verse 6. And when Jesus 
seen him laying there and he knew that he already had been in that condition for a long time. He, he's talking about this man that was here too. He knew his condition. So if he knew his condition, he knows what? Our condition. He knows our condition. He knows what's wrong with us. He knows what we need from him. He knows what do you know? Amen. Can we say, God, I, I don't, I don't want to hide behind this no more. I don't want to hide behind a curtain no more. I don't want to hide behind a title no more. I need myself to get off this porch. Come on, somebody, and get the love healing that, that belongs to me. Amen. <laughs> See, what I love about God, about Jesus, that Jesus knows our sicknesses, church, but he also knows if we want to change. He knows. He knows. Now, now catch this and catch this with me really quick. And, and, and verse four says, "For the angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well on whatever disease it was." So here are these sick people, and here's these these white porches there. And whoever stepped up first, whoever said, "You know what? I'm not going to play this game no more." I'm tired of my condition. I'm tired of going to church and going home and fighting at home. I'm tired of going home and being depressed at home. I'm tired of being worried, afraid, scared. I'm tired of not knowing what's going to happen. I'm tired of not knowing what's, how I'm going to feel. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of playing this game. I want to get off my porch. And, but when I get off this porch, I want my full healing. I want my full restoration. I want my full breakthrough. I wanted my full breakthrough. So he says, so this is the first one that did it. So all of a sudden these people are getting up. They're getting up and they're getting healed. They're getting healed. They're getting healed. The blind are getting healed. The lame are getting healed. The, para, the paralyzed are getting up. The other ones are getting up. But there's this guy who's just sitting there. It has an excuse why he can't do it. She has an excuse why she can't. Amen. Because how many of we always have excuses? How many, how many of we always have excuses? You know what excuse, excuses are like armpits? Everybody has two. Hello. <laughs> we always have excuses for why we can't. Why I can't make it. Why I can't do it. Why I can't pay my tithes. Why I can't go eat. Why, 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 why. We always have a bunch of whys. So God wants to take, take away our whys. He wants to take away our excuses. So he's going to take away the excuse of this man, church, that has been sitting here for 38 years in his infirmity. Wow. In his infirmity. Not in, not in happiness, not in healness, not in breakthrough, but in his infirmity. How many have been, have been hurt? Amen. How many know you know it hurts when you're hurt? The reality is, is that when you're in your infirmity, it's not a happy place to be. When you're in pain, it's not a happy place to be. When you have a big old headache, being loud is not a great place to be. The light's flashing. Amen. It's not a great place to be. Here's this man, and, and God, God, God knows, Jesus knows everything that's going on. And he knows the infirmity for 30, 38 years. 
Wow. Now listen, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Now, they don't say his age, but he had it for 38 years. I don't know if he was 38 years old. I don't know if he had it from birth. I don't know if he got like that. I don't know if he let himself get that bad. I know about me, and I know about if I let myself go, I'm going to get stuck in something I don't want to be in. So if God is trying to warn us, don't stay stuck. You might be sick right now. You might not be that bad off. Don't you dare. Don't you dare stay stuck for 38 years. That's scary, man. That's some scary stuff. And, but the thing about it, God knows, guys. God knows our condition. And I want you to see that he knows our condition. He knows where we're at. He knows what's going on. And verse 6, he says, when Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well, man? That's the question to us tonight. Do we want to be made well? Do we want to get off the porch? Come on, somebody. Do we want to get in that water? Do we want to pick up our bed and walk? Do we want to go back, amen, fulfilled, strong, mighty, healed? Go back, amen, with a heart that's forgiven, a heart that's restored, a life that's been mended and healed by the blood of the Lamb? Do we want what God has for us? Do we want the change? Do we want the deliverance? Do we want the healing of the Lord? Do you want a better marriage? Do you want your marriage to get restored? Do you, you want your kids to respect you and love you like never before? Some walls to be bended. See, we think of sicknesses just physically, but there's a lot of stuff going on emotionally too. The Bible says that verse 7, he speaks up. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. Wow, here's his excuse. We all got one. And the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Wow. 38 years, he couldn't catch a break, guys. 38 years. Now, listen. Now, I, I'm, you know, you, you can, anybody got a calculator? Pull out a calculator. Someone pull out a calculator for me really quick. If I can make you, if I can see what I'm doing right now. You got it, you got it, you got it for 38 years. You got to say amen. Put 30 years times 30. How much is that? Times that by, times that by 12. Now I can keep on putting numbers. This is all the chances that he had in 38 years. And he couldn't get a break. So you think you're any special when you feel like you haven't done nothing? You feel like, oh my God, I've been doing this for six days and it hasn't worked. <laughs> I've been coming to church two times and it's just not working. I've been, I've been, I, you know, I've been, I've been trying hard. How long? Four hours and I still haven't lost no weight. <laughs> you know how we are. And God said, come on, guys. Do you really want this? Do you really want your breakthrough? Do you? Do you? Do you? Amen. Do you? Do you really want to get better? Do you really want your healing? 
Do you really want to get rid of all those sicknesses mentally, spiritually, and physically? Because I mean, you know, mentally, oh my God, some of us are mentally. <laughs> spiritually, we've done, we've done, done, done have a spiritual heart attack. And physically, someone's all jacked up. Hello, somebody. Now, look, look at carefully as we, as we continue with this really quick. He says, Jesus said to him, rise. He didn't, even, he didn't even care about the pool no more. He didn't care about the water no more. Forget about all that what, you, what you've been trying. It ain't working. Okay, well, can you obey my word? Can you obey the sermon? Can you obey the preaching? Can you obey the teaching? Can you obey? He says, rise, my God. Rise. Rise out of your condition. Get out of that state that you're in. Get out of that infirmity. You get up. Do you really want to get out of it? You rise up. You get out. Come on, someone say get out. Someone say get up. Someone say rise. He said rise, take up your bed and walk. Get yourself out of that place of sickness. Get yourself out of that place of depression. Get yourself out of that place that's not helping you, not working for you. Get out of there. Relocate yourself. And the relocation is a breakthrough. A relocation is a fresh start. A relocation is a healing, a strength, a a love, a healing that surpasses all our understanding. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. Church, he responded. He responded to God. And his love heals. Because he loved these people, he loves the sick. He loves church, the blind, the lame, the paralytic. He loves the bitter, the hurting, the downcast, the suicidal. He loves the depressed, the gang member, the drug addict, the lost, the hurting, the goody tissue, the self-righteousness. He loves them. He cares for them. He let the spot open for you just in case, you know, nobody preached on it before. Maybe whatever you're going through, he knows where you're at. He knows your condition. Maybe I haven't said what you're going through. He knows. He left a spot for you so you can get off, so you can move on. It. Well, I don't, I don't feel God no more. Good. He says, maybe if you get up and listen to me, you'll feel me again. He, he says it pretty simple to him, church. In verse 9, it says, and immediately the man was made, wow, wow. Immediately he was healed. He was made, wow. He was back in his right senses, his right mind. Amen. Church, listen to this. And immediately the man was made, wow, took up his bed, and walked on the day that was Sabbath. Jesus was even breaking his own rules. Amen. Hey, son, you asleep, son? Wake up, edgy, if you asleep. Stand up straight. That's my son. He broke his own rules. Let me tell you something. He loved enough to say, there's somebody hurting. 
He loved enough to go beyond and say, you know what, man, I know I've seen the infirmity you're in. I've seen the condition you're in. I see where you're at. I know we're not supposed to do nothing on the Sabbath, but you're more important. You're more important than customs. You're more important than all the rules and regulations of Christianity. You're more important that I want you to rise up the condition you're in, man. Get out of your pain. Get out of your hurt. Get out of that misery. Respond. Or are you going to say, well, it's Sabbath. Are you going to use an excuse? Why? To be there for 39 years? 40 years? It was just, it's not the right time right now, Pastor. It's just not. You know, right now, you know, everything's going fine. I'm okay, you know. You know, you know he only beats me once in a while. Not all the time, just once in a while. You know, uh, my kids only run away once in a while, you know. Uh, he only drinks in the weekend.